Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And welcome, everybody, to a special edition of the Joe Beningo Ode to Pain podcast. This is episode four, a special Wednesday evening edition. And uh, we're going to talk about the state of uh, my beloved baseball team, the uh, New York Mets, who uh, had a very, very disappointing 2021 season. Of course, the uh, Joe Beningo Ode to Pain podcast brought to you, as always, by Natural Body, by Budget Blinds, by Anita Tires of Rivervale, New Jersey. And uh, we thank everybody that uh, has been uh, so uh, really uh, so kind in, in helping us out and getting this podcast uh, off the ground. They also want to uh, thank my good buddy Greg Giannotti on WFAN, the morning show with Boomer Esiason, for uh, putting us out there, giving us a little exposure. Whether he was having fun with us or not, it doesn't really matter. Gee, I, I appreciate the exposure. All right. So as Met fans, we were all giddy this year that the Wilpons were gone. We had a new owner, Steve Cohen. We were so excited about Steve Cohen being the owner. You know, he's going to spend, as, as my partner, the great Evan Roberts said, all that beautiful money, all that beautiful Stevie Cohen money that was going to be spent on this baseball team. And i tell you what, it's a lot like the offseason last year was a lot like many off-seasons we've seen from the Wilpons in the past. Now, I know he went out and he made the big trade for Francisco Lindor. I didn't like that deal at all. i tell you right now, I would have been much happier keeping uh, Ahmed Rosario at shortstop and going out and signing George Springer. And I know they had an you know, they were setting the outfield already, you know, with Nimmo. They, I guess McNeil was going to play left to Dom Smith and Conforto in right field and all of that. But, you know, you got to go out and get the best possible guy you can get. And Lindor, to say that he has been a disappointment this year is, is putting it mildly. I know he's hit eight home runs in the month of September. Big deal after the season was already basically done by the time Lindor started to, to do something here uh, for this baseball team. And then they compound the Lindor situation by giving him that 10-year, $340 million, whatever it is, deal. Really? Could we have at least waited to see what Lindor was going to give you before you did that? <clears throat> and, of course, we all know how it played out, the whole thing with the thumbs-down situation, which was all orchestrated by Lindor. And you got to be a little worried. Can this guy really handle the New York market? So that's that's move number one. And, again, you know, giving him that 10-year contract, that to me was just unnecessary at the time and absolutely mind-boggling, ridiculous. The other move that made me crazy was signing James McCann. I mean, this guy stinks. You know, you, I, I know Riamuto hasn't had the kind of year that maybe you thought he would have with Philadelphia. But you know what? Go out and get the best guy. Don't get some basically backup catcher and give the guy, what, to give him $40 million for four years, something like that? He stinks. Are you, aren't you sick and tired of watching McCann strike out with the bases loaded? Right? Aren't you sick and tired of it? And I know yesterday, if you watched the game yesterday, they actually swept that doubleheader, not that it matters, 
against Miami yesterday, and McCann got that little Patrick Mazika roller out in the front of the plate that Baez wound up scoring on, and we'll get to Baez in a minute. But he's terrible. What has he got, 10 homers, 43 RBIs for this guy? And he's not even that good defensively. You know, he's a guy that was supposed to be, you know, Pudge Rodriguez behind the plate. Yadier Molina, he has been anything but that. You know, we've seen pass balls. We've seen bad bad throws. We've seen, you know, not making plays at the plate. I, I, I Just a horrific signing, to, as far as I'm concerned, about James McCann, who is very, very overrated. I don't, I don't see why they ever spent the money on that guy. So those are just a couple of the moves that they made in the offseason. And then a couple of the moves they made, it turned out to be pretty good. Lowercase moves like Jonathan VR, who's turned out to be the everyday third baseman, has actually had a, a very good year. Whoever thought he'd hit, you know get almost 500 at-bats or whatever it is. And he's been a quality player both offensively and defensively for him, as, as has Kevin Pillar. In fact, when you look at that, when the Mets really were playing their best baseball this year, it was really with those guys in the lineup, you know, with guys out, Conforto hurt, Nimmo hurt, different guys out of the lineup, and these guys were getting the job done for the Mets. They really were. And these were just lowercase signings, guys that you didn't expect, you know, much from. You know, you looked at them as basically just being bench players. They turned out to be pretty good signings this year. But we got the ultimate tease from the Mets in 2021. Basically, three months of them being in first place in the National League East, Basically three months. And we kept saying, well, you know, look, the division isn't that good. The Braves aren't that good. You know, Acuna went down for the year. Uh, you know, Philly, eh, they're not that good either. Obviously, the Nationals wound up getting rid of everybody. You know, they got rid of Trey Turner. They got rid of uh, Max Scherzer. You know, the whole the wholesale house cleaning they did at the trade deadline. And the Marlins were never really going to be a factor anyway. But we got the ultimate tease. And not only did the Mets after leading the division for three months, you know, uh, it basically uh, collapsed. They, they just fell off a cliff. They collapsed in dramatic fashion. They just completely died, completely died. Once they fell out of first place, it was a free fall with no stopping, absolutely no stopping. And we've seen collapses from the Mets before. We all remember what happened in 2007. We all remember what happened in 2008. To me, this was, I don't know, I don't want to say it was worse than what they did, collapsing at the end of the season like they, they those two teams did, but this was pretty bad. Like I said, this was the ultimate tease if you're a Met fan, and it was supposed to be a lot different under Steve Cohen, and it's turned out to be just the same old, same old, same old. And And what about Jacob DeGrom? I mean, you could basically trace the beginning of the collapse of the Mets when DeGrom's, you know, was stopped pitching. And who knew at the time when he shut himself down for, we thought it was going to be a couple of weeks, and it turned out to be the entire year? Guy didn't pitch the rest of the year. And we got the news yesterday that, oh, well, DeGrom's not going to, you know, he shut down for the last week of the season. Well, we knew that was happening already. We knew that was the deal. I don't get it with DeGrom. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why is he not pitching? There was no need for any kind of surgery. I guess he had a partial tear. I don't know what it was, whatever it was. but. Didn't we see Tanaka for the Yankees pitch, you know, not even miss a start, you know, with, with whatever the tear he had for a couple of years uh, in his shoulder? I mean, really? I mean, what is that? I, I don't understand that. I really couldn't understand that at all. Why, why they, uh, 
you know, why that, why that was the case. Why did he stop pitching? And I'm really, I, I'm, it concerns me a little bit. Is it about his contract? Is he really that injured that, you know, he just, was it just major discomfort that he couldn't pitch the rest of the year? I don't get it with the Grom. I really don't. And I know he's, what has he got an option in his contract for the end of next year? Who knows if he's coming back and you got to be concerned. I mean, you know, what are you getting next year from him? Is he going to be the same guy that he was? What's up with DeGrom? I, I don't know. Something bothers me about the whole deal with Jacob DeGrom. He really does. And then we got to get to the just the, the management in general. Yeah, isn't it time to get rid of everybody? I've had enough of Sandy Alderson. Can he go now? And we saw what happened with this Jared Porter. What a disaster that turned out to be. You know, sending the sending the pictures to this lady reporter, whatever that went down with that. And in the situation with the other guy, Scott, the interim GM, he winds up getting a DUI, DWI, whatever happened with him. What a disaster. It's time to clean house, get a real general manager in here. Go get Theo Epstein. Can he go get Theo Epstein? Can Steve Cohen go to the top of the top and try to get Theo Epstein to come in here? The guy ended the curse of the Bambino in Boston. He ended the Billy Goat curse or whatever you want to call it, the Steve Boffman curse, whatever, with the Cubs. That's pretty pretty epic stuff. Pretty epic stuff on the part of Theo Epstein. So isn't it time to get a real general manager in here? That, to me, that's the guy. And I don't want Billy Bean. Do you really want, and I've heard story, you know, rumors about maybe the Mets are interested in bringing Billy Bean in here from Oakland. I don't want him. Do we really want another small market guy in here to run a big market team? to run a team in New York. I don't want that. And what does he ever won? Yeah, he's competitive every year with the A's, but what did they ever win? If they get to the playoffs, they get eliminated immediately. And this year they made a nice run, looked like they're going to be a real legitimate team to be in at least to get, win the wild card. And they th- that didn't happen either. So I don't, I don't want Billy Bean. Theo Epstein to me is the guy. He really is the guy. Now, as far as the manager is concerned, this guy's got to go. I mean, I, I am so done with Luis Rojas. I mean, you got to get the guy out of here. Uh, to me, he looks completely over his head, really. He has made so many bad decisions. We, I mean, I, I don't have them all documented in front of me, but we could go on and on and on. How many times have we seen him take guys out of games, take pitchers out of games that were sailing along? That game recently against the Yankees when the Mets were still somewhat in it, you know, a couple of weeks ago, that Saturday night game, uh, you know, still, you know, when they were celebrating the whole the, the 20 year anniversary, I shouldn't say celebrating, but, you know, remembering the anniversary of 9-11 from what happened 20 years ago and all of that. And, and Taquan Walker, who got hit early in the game, was pitching great. He retired like 13 consecutive batters. The Mets had taken the lead in the game and he pulls him out of the game, puts the bullpen in and the Mets wind up losing that game a game they really should have won. They should have swept the Yankees in that weekend series and didn't do it. I go back to that game in Philadelphia. This game really sticks sticks in my craw. There's still a half game up in the division. They go to Philadelphia for a huge three-game series against the Phillies. They're losing one nothing in the game with the bases. I think it was the fourth inning. Bases loaded, nobody out, and now Marcus Stroman, who's pitching, He's got to come and hit. And this is another reason you don't want to see the DH in the National League. I think we're going to see it next year. But Strowman comes up to the plate, bases loaded, nobody out, and basically just doesn't swing the bat and takes three straight pitches and he strikes out. And I remember watching the game and I'm screaming, yeah, what are you doing? And what the, the strike three pitch was right down the middle. At least swing at the pitch, at least. 
And then, of course, Brandon Nimmo comes up. He's the next hitter. What does he do? First pitch, double play ball. Mets are out in the inning. They don't score. And then Philadelphia goes on, wins that game, and sweeps that series. And the Mets never really recovered from that. They never, ever recovered from that series. And it was all complete free fall after that. They had that terrible stretch where they lost, what was it, uh, 13 out of 15 against the Dodgers and the Giants, whatever the number was. And that just buried them when all was said and done, pretty much. But that made no sense to me. Why wouldn't Stroman swing the bat? And I was getting mad at Stroman, and I find out the next day that Rojas told him, don't swing, don't swing. You might hit it to a double play. Well, you know what? If he did it into a double play there, at least they would have scored a run. And then, of course, Nimmo comes up, next guy up, and what does he do? He swings, he, he hits into a double play. Rojas, get him out. He's got to go. He's done. I, I guess, I don't know if they got an option for this year on him, whatever it is. Get him out. Give me a manager. And I'll tell you the guy I want managing this team. And I've said it before. Carlos Beltran, who got hosed. Carlos Beltran is got so hosed with this Houston cheating scandal, it's ridiculous. How they stuck it to this guy. A.J. Hinch is back managing again. Alex Cora is back with the Red Sox managing again. Nothing ever happened to the players. Nothing happened to Jose Altuve. Nothing happened to George Springer. Nothing happened to any of the guys that were on the Astros that year, that championship team. None of them. Why is Beltran being singled out like he was the ringleader? And I wasn't the biggest Carlos Beltran fan when he was here with the Mets. You know, I had my issues with him even though he was a very good player here, you know, and you can make a case, maybe the best free agent signing they ever had. I mean, it's certainly, you know, he's certainly, that's certainly in the conversation. But I think he's getting totally screwed. And I would give him a shot. That's the guy they hired anyway. It wasn't Rojas. You know, Rojas may be a nice, a nice uh, organizational guy. He can work in the minor leagues. Maybe he can help develop players, whatever you want to say. This guy, please. He's got to go. They got to have a complete house cleaning as far as that's concerned. And I'm really at the point now, as far as the everyday players are concerned, that the only guy that I absolutely would want to keep on this team is, is Pete Alonso. He's had a terrific year, 35 homers, 89 RBI, still strikes out too much. You know, I'm sick and tired of seeing, well, I shouldn't single out him because we've seen, how many times have we seen the mess with the bases loaded this year and guys strike out? Two out bases loaded, strike out. How many times? Over and over and over again. I mean, I think they're the worst team in baseball with the bases loaded. It's re- it's unreal. How many times have we seen them have bases loaded, no out, and not score? How many times has that happened? But Alonzo's had a solid year. He's a solid player. To me, he, to me, him, not Jacob DeGrom, is right now the face of the franchise. But you look at what happened with this team. What happened to Jeff McNeil? Oh, my God. What the hell happened to that guy? What happened to Dom Smith? He's not even playing anymore. Dom Smith, the last month, has been a bench player. He's not even starting anymore. What happened to him? He fell off the face of the earth. Michael Conforto, he's a free agent. Are you paying Michael Conforto? Are you giving him big money? No way. What happened to him? I mean, you look at these guys. They've killed the Mets. And then you you put in Lindor and the kind of, you know, a bad year he's had with his wonderful 230 batting average. Yeah, factor in James McCann, who stinks. And, and and these guys have killed this team. You could talk all you want about the Grom and all of that and the pitching and Taquan Walker really, after an all-star first half, has been anything but that in the second half. You know, uh, you know, I know they lost David Peterson. I get that. You know, he was done for the year. 
you know, Carrasco never really worked out. He was coming off the injury. And I know he came back and pitched, but, you know, you never really – he was nowhere close to the guy he was in his days in Cleveland. To me, the biggest culprit for the Mets this year is the inability to hit, the inability to get the big hit over and over and over again. We saw it all year. That's what killed this team more than anything. The the, the terrible years by McNeil, by Conforto, by McCann, by Lindor, by Dom Smith, over and over and over and over again. Joe Beningo, with his uh, special edition of the podcast, the Ode to Pain podcast. This is our fourth episode. Of course, we'll be back to do football again Monday. Let me get my sponsors in here, and then we'll continue on uh, about the state of the uh, 2021 New York Mets and where they go from here. Again, brought to you by my good friends at Natural Body. I want to thank Steve uh, Calabrese. He does a tremendous job, and he's yeah, he's been so good to us here. And you know to deal with that. You can get 10% off your entire order at naturalbodyinc.com. Anyone that makes a purchase at any of the Natural Body stores, Ozone Park, Queens, Belmore, Long Island, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, and you get a free Natural Body t-shirt valued at $25 while supplies last. Check it out. Uh, Natural Body Inc., five different locations. I mentioned four of them there. See my good buddy, Steve Calabrese, at, and you can you can email Steve, steve at naturalbodyinc.com. So we thank, want to thank our friends at Natural Body. Also, Budgie Blinds. And really, wouldn't it be great to see your windows in a whole new light? Do it right, called Budgie Blinds of Manhattan and Queens. You'll get beautiful style, personalized service for every budget. They bring the showroom right to your home so that you can choose from hundreds of blinds, shades, shutters, and drapes. Plus, smart home window coverings that you can control with a touch of a button. Budget Blinds does it all for you, including professional installation and an unmatched warranty. Just sit back and relax to set up a free in-home consultation. Go to budgetblinds.com slash Manhattan, or you can call 212-579-8000. 212-579-8000. You mentioned me, Joe B. You get 25% off your order. Uh, the offer only applies to the Queens and Manhattan locations. And, of course, Anita Tire in Rivervale, New Jersey. My good friend Ari over there. And, of course, my son Johnny Neeson. See Johnny. He's the sales manager there. He'll take care of you. You need tires. You need any service, any work done on your car. Anita Tires in Rivervale. If you live in Bergen County, that's the place to go for all your car care needs. Again, see, see my son Johnny Neeson, and he'll take care of you over at Anita Tire in Rivervale, New Jersey. Okay, episode four, the Older Pain podcast, Joe Beningo, and of course, we're talking about the New York Mets. Let's talk about some of the free agents. Let's start with Javi Baez. I'll tell you right now, I have loved what I've seen from this guy. This guy brings a dimension to the Mets that they haven't had. Now, he's a little bit of a reckless player. He's a little reckless. There's no doubt about it. He likes to swing at that pitch 40 feet outside. He does strike out a lot, and he does make a, a lot of daring moves. He's he's certainly not afraid to take chances on the bases. He's a spectacular defensive player, whether you have him at shortstop or second base. He's been red hot, really, since he's got to the Mets. He's been great. He's on a streak right now. I think it's an all-time streak for him where he's been on base 21 consecutive games. I think he's got a 12-game hitting streak going, something like that right now. I like what I've seen from Baez. But here's the, here's the thing with Baez. Number one, you gave Lindor that ridiculous contract is that going to pre- is that going to prohibit uh, Steve Cohen from going out and bringing Baez back and bringing him back and signing him? 
because he's going to want ridiculously big money. The other concern I have with Baez is he playing for the contract. How many times have we seen this? You know, guys playing great, walk year of his contract, and then, you know, you pay him the money, and we've seen it over and over and over again. You give him the money, and he's not the same guy. How many times have we seen that, no matter what the sport is? So I'm a little concerned about that, but if you ask me right now, I want to see Baez back here. I think he's a much better player than Francisco Lindor. Much better, at least what I've seen as a Met. I only go by what I see from what he does as a Met. What I've seen from him as a Met, I like what I've seen. I want him back. Will they be able to bring him back? That remains to be seen. And, oh, by the way, the whole thing with the thumbs-down thing with Baez, that to me was all Lindor's deal, okay? And, they're, you know, they're tight buddies, so maybe he figured, out, I'll let Baez take the hit on this because he's probably not going to be back next year anyway. I'd bring Baez back, but I'd, I'd be cautious about it but I, I'm leaning towards wanting him back. I like what I've seen from Baez. Michael Conforto, I mean, are you going to give this guy big money? He's had a terrible year. You know, he's, he's hurt a lot. And when, he, when he's right, he's been, you know, last year he was terrific. You know, he's had some terrific years here. He's had stretches here where he looks like an all-star. But they, we never see the consistency. He does seem to get banged up seemingly every year. There's some kind of an injury. Uh, what is he at? 12 homers, about 48, 45, 48 RBI, something like that this year. I don't know. I mean, you give him the qualifying offer. I doubt he's going to take that. I don't know about bringing Conforto back. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle with that. It wouldn't kill me if they didn't bring him back. As far as Marcus Stroman, Stroman to me has had a really good year. I mean, one thing I got to say about Marcus Stroman, what has he made, 33 starts? He's taken the baseball every fifth day and gone out there. Now, it'd be nice to see Rojas let him pitch more than five innings occasionally. Like even the game yesterday, it's a seven-inning game. Five innings, got to take him out. I got to put Lugo in the game. I know they won the game anyway. But still, can't, can Stroman, maybe it's his last start of the year or next to last start of the year. Can a guy pitch seven innings in a seven-inning game? Nah, I can't do that. Of course not. Rojas has got to get him out to get that, uh, you know, to get the nasty boys in. And I know the bullpen has been okay this year. It's been, it hasn't been terrible. I think it's been overworked, but it has, it hasn't been as bad as it's been in years gone by, but I'm, I'm cautious. I think you need to bring Stroman back because you got uncertainty in that rotation, certainly with the Grom, but I'd be a little worried again that you're going to give him big money in the walk year of his contract. And he's going to demand big money. And that he's not going to be the same guy. So I think you got to, I lean towards bringing him back. But again, similar to the situation with Baez, I got to be a little cautious about that because I am concerned that, you know, he might be the kind of guy that's going to get the money and not quite be the same guy. Then we come to Noah Syndergaard. And we saw him make that start last night. He pitched the first inning. I don't know why he couldn't pitch more than that. I mean, the guy hasn't pitched in two years. Can he pitch maybe three innings? What did he throw? Ten pitches in the first inning? Looked great. Struck out a couple guys. Ten, ten pitches. Guys have pitched in two years. Can he pitch a couple innings? Got a, one inning and out? Why? Does that make sense? I I, I can't. It makes me crazy. But Syndergaard wants to be him. Mean, he's talking like he wants to be in New York. And after ha- not having pitched for two years, let's be honest, who's going to give him big money anyway? And with the state of the Met rotation right now, with all the uncertainty in that rotation, we talked about Stroman. We talked about the injury to DeGrom. Who knows what Taekwon, what they got him back for another year, Walker. Who knows what he is? Is he the guy he was before the All-Star break or the guy he was after? I don't know. 
you know, I guess Peterson will be back, whatever. I would bring, I, you know, I, I think I'd bring Syndergaard back. Maybe you bring him back on a, on a one-year deal, some kind of thing where, you know, you qualify offer with, you know, depending on the innings he pitches or, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. Incentives in the contract. I, w- I, I think you, I got to lean towards taking a chance and bringing Syndergaard back, especially because he wants to be here. So we'll see what happens next year. But I'm disappointed. I really am. You know, Steve Cohen, I, I don't care about his tweeting and all that stuff. All I care about is what he does and what he's going to do to make this a better baseball team. And this has turned out to be an extremely disappointing year, really. I mean, I you know, for the most, most of the summer, we were all jacked up as Met fans. We were all pumped up. They're in first place. We were excited about this team. And then we all saw what happened. They fell off the face of the earth. But they have to bring in, they have to clean house, in my mind, at, at, at the top of the organization. I want Sandy Alderson out. I'm done with him now. Get him out. Get him. You know, you bring. Get me Theo Epstein. That's the guy I want. That's the guy you want. A guy that knows how to win in the ultimate pressure situations. A guy that knows how to win in the big market. A guy that knows how to slay the dragon. He slayed it in Boston. He slayed it in Chicago with the Cubs. And you know that dragon with the Mets is starting to get pretty big. You know, 1986 is a long time ago. You know, we're talking 35 years now that the Mets have not won a World Series. I know they've been to a couple of World Series, but let's be honest. The 2000 World Series and the 2015 World Series, the Mets made a, uh, it was a very unceremonious appearance in the World Series by the Mets. You know, getting wiped out in five games by both the Yankees and, and the Kansas City Royals. So 36 years since a World Championship here, it's time. It's time to see the Mets as a consistent winner. You know, this franchise has never been to the playoffs more than two years in a row and has only been to think about this. And you hear me kill the Jets all the time, and rightfully so. The Jets came into existence in 1960 as the New York Titans. The Mets came into existence in 1962, all right? So basically the same period of time, pretty much the same period of time. The Jets became the Jets in 65, but basically the same period of time. Do you realize the Jets have actually been to the playoffs more than the Mets? Do you realize that? And I know the Mets have been to the World Series five times. The Mets have only been to the once. Excuse me. The, the Mets have been to the World Series five times. The Jets have only been to one Super Bowl. I get all of that. But the Jets have actually been to the playoffs fourteen times in their history. The Mets only nine. And the Mets have never been to the playoffs more than two years in a row. Never. What are the Dodgers? How many years in a row have the Dodgers been in the playoffs now? How many years in a row are the Yankees always in the playoffs? Right. Constantly. How many? What is it like? 25 of the last 27 years the Yankees have been in the play, whatever it is, whatever the numbers are. That's what I want to see from the Mets. <clears throat> You're a Met fan. This is what you want to see. You want to see your team be a consistent winner. You want to see your team be there all the time. That's what I want to see as a Met fan. You know, 1986 is a long, long time ago. It's time for this, this, this organization, it's time for this franchise to be a consistent winner. It's time for Stevie Cohen to make the right moves. No more dumb trade for Lindor like they did last offseason and then giving them all that ridiculous money for 10 years that they're stuck with this guy forever now. No more of that. No more signing the second rate, you know, the fourth best catcher you could possibly get. I don't know what the whole free agent market was last year. We all know about Riamuto. No more, you know, signing backup catchers to be your starting catcher. You know, I want to see, see improvement now in this franchise. I want to see the right moves. That's what I want to see. 
just like the Jets, I'm tired of losing. And I think all Met fans are. And this year left a really bad taste in my mouth. It's unbelievable uh, how they collapsed and fell off the face of the earth. You know, one thing, if the Mets only played seven inning games, Mets played 14 doubleheaders this year. I think they played more doubleheaders than anybody, maybe ever, certainly in a long, long time. 14 doubleheaders, and the doubleheaders are all seven inning games. Do you realize the Mets record in seven inning games this year, 18 and 10? Think about that. They're eight games over 500 when they only play seven games. They've swept four doubleheaders. They split the other 10. So that's 18 and 10 out of 28 games. Maybe they should only play seven. Maybe the Mets should lobby to only play seven inning games because they're very good when they do that. Very good. So we'll see where we go from here. I expect I'm not going to kill Cohen yet. You know, I'm not going to put him in the Wilpon category yet. He's only been the owner for one year. But let's be real. This turned out to be an extremely disappointing an extremely frustrating year. So let's see what they do. Again, I'd bring Stroman back cautiously. I'd bring Baez back cautiously. I'd bring Syndergaard back. Get him back here. He wants to be here. I'd make that move. Give me Theo Epstein in the front office. Give me a real general manager. I don't want Billy Bean. I don't want another small market guy. I want a guy that knows what it is to be in a big market situation. That's what I want to see. And look, he's going to bring his own manager in here. But I would love to see Beltran back. Bring Beltran back. He should have been the manager in the first place. Everybody else, everybody else, everybody else that was involved in that cheating scandal has managed to find their way back into baseball. It's time to bring Carlos Beltran back to the Mets as well. All right, Joe Beningo, a special edition of the Oda Payne podcast. I want to thank everybody again, all my sponsors. Uh, we thank them, the great job that they do, Natural Body, Budget Blinds, Anita Tire. Everybody, don't forget, Monday night, we'll, uh, we'll break down the uh, Jets game against the Titans. Week four, don't feel too good about that game. I don't know how you can. And then, of course, we'll go around the NFL as well uh, for week four in the National Football League. That's coming up on Monday night. And stay tuned for other special editions, uh, maybe during the week. We'll see how it goes as time goes on. Again, Thank you for listening. Joe Beningo signing off on the Old the Pain podcast special New York Met Wednesday edition.